0: Part five of the Life of Saint Anselm by Saint Asenathius. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Forty-eight. When therefore he had retired and determined to fix a time, after which neither to go forth himself nor admit anybody, Martinian, a military officer. Came and disturbed Anthony, for he had a daughter afflicted with an evil spirit. But when he continued for a long while knocking at the door and asking him to come out and pray to God for his child, Anthony, not bearing to open, looked out from above and said, Man, why dost thou call a me? I also am a man, even as you. But if you believe on Christ, whom I serve, go and according as you believe, pray to God, and it shall come to pass. Straightway, therefore he departed believing and calling upon christ and he received his daughter cleansed from the devil many other things also through anthony the lord did who says seek and it shall be given unto you for many of the sufferers when he would not open his door slept outside his cell and by their face and sincere prayers were healed 49 but when he saw himself beset by many and not suffered to withdraw himself according to his intent as he wished fearing because of the signs which the lord wrought on him that either he should be puffed up or that some other should think of him above what he ought to think he considered and set off to go into the upper thibet among those to whom he was unknown and having received loaves from the brethren he sat down by the bank of the river looking whether a boat would go by that having embarked thereon he might go up the river with them while he was considering these things a voice came to him from above anthony whither goest thou and wherefore but he no way disturbed but as he had been accustomed to be called often thus giving ear to it answered saying since the multitude permit me not to be still, i wish to go into the upper Thibet, on account of the many hindrances that come upon me here and especially because they demand of me things beyond my power but the voice said unto him even though you should go into the thabad or even though as you have in mind i you should go down to the bucolia you will have to endure more i double the amount of toil but if you wish really to be in quiet depart now into the inner desert and when anthony said who will show me the way for i know it not immediately the voice pointed out to him Saracens about to go that way so Anthony approached and drew near them, and asked that he might go with them into the desert. And they, as though they had been commanded by Providence, received him willingly. And having journeyed with him three days and three nights, he came to a very lofty mountain. And at the foot of the mountain ran a clear spring, whose waters were sweet and very cold. Outside there was a plain and a few uncared for palm trees. 50. Anthony then, as it were moved by God, loved the place, for this was a spot which he who had spoken with him by the banks of the river had pointed out. So having first received loaves from his fellow travellers, he abode in the mountain alone, no one else being with him, and recognizing it as his own home. He remained in that place for the future, but the Saracens, having seen the earnestness of Anthony, purposely used to journey that way, and joyfully brought him loaves, While now and then the palm trees also afforded him a poor and frugal relish, but after this the brethren, learning of the place, like children mindful of their father, took care to send to him. But when Antony saw that the bread was a cause of trouble and hardships to some of them, to spare the monks he resolved to ask some of those who came to bring him a spade, an axe and a little corn. And when these were brought, he went over the land round the mountain, and having found a small plot of suitable ground, tilled it and having a plentiful supply of water for watering he sowed this doing year by year he got his bread from thence rejoicing that thus he would be troublesome to no one and because he kept himself from being a burden to anybody but after this seeing again that people came he cultivated a few pot herbs that he who came to him might have some slight solace after the labour of that hard journey at first however the wild beast in the desert, coming because of the water, often injured his seeds and husbandry. But he, gently laving hold of one of them, said to them all, Why do you hurt me when I hurt none of you? Depart, and in the name of the Lord come not nigh this spot. And from that time forward, as though fearful of his command, they no more came near the place. 51. So he was alone in the inner mountain, spending his time in prayer and discipline and the brethren who served him asked that they might come every month and bring him olives pulse and oil for by now he was an old man there then he passed his life and endured such great wrestlings not against flesh and blood as it is written but against opposing demons as we learned from those who visited him for there they heard tumults many voices and as it were the clash of arms at night they saw the mountain become full of wild beasts, and him also fighting as though against visible beings, and praying against them. And those who came to him he encouraged. While kneeling he contended and prayed to the Lord. Surely it was a marvellous thing that a man, alone in such a desert, feared neither the demons who rose up against him, nor the fierceness of the four-footed beasts and creeping things. For all they were so many, but in truth, as it is written, he trusted in the lord as mount sion was a mind unshaken and undisturbed so that the demons rather fled from him and the wild beasts as it is written kept peace with him 52 the devil therefore as david says in the psalms observed anthony and gnashed his teeth against him but anthony was consoled by the saviour and continued unheard by his wiles and varied devices as he was watching in the night the devil sent wild beasts against him and almost all the hyenas in that desert came forth from their dens and surrounded him and he was in the midst while each one threatened to bite seeing that it was a trick of the enemy he said to them all if ye have received power against me i am ready to be devoured by you but if ye were sent against me by demons stay not but depart for i am a servant of christ when anthony said this they fled driven by that word as with a whip fifty three a few days later as he was working for he was careful to work hard someone stood at the door and pulled the plate which he was working for he used to weave baskets which he gave to those who came in return for what they brought him and rising up he saw a beast like a man to the thighs but having legs and feet like those of an ass and anthony only signed himself and said i am a servant of christ if thou art sent against me behold i am here but the beast together with his evil spirits fled so that through his speed he fell and died and the death of the beast was the fall of the demons for they strove in all manner of ways to lead anthony from the desert and were not able Fifty-four and once being asked by the monks to come down and visit them and their abodes after a time he journeyed with those who came to him and a camel carried the loaves and the water for them for all that desert is dry and there is no water at all that is fit to drink save in that mountain from whence they drew the water and in which anthony's cell was so when the water failed them on their way and the heat was very great they all were in danger for having gone round the neighbourhood and finding no water, they could walk no further, but lay on the ground, and despairing of themselves, let the camel go. But the old man, seeing that they were all in jeopardy, groaning in deep grief, departed a little way from them, and kneeling down, he stretched forth his hands and prayed, and immediately the Lord made water to well forth where he had stood praying, and so all drank and were revived. And having filled their bottles, they sought the camel and found her for the rope happened to have caught in a stone, and so was held fast. Having led it and watered it, they placed the bottles on its back, and finished their journey in safety. And when he came to the outer cells, all saluted him, looking on him as a father. And he too, as though bringing supplies from the mountain, entertained them with his words, and gave them a share of health. And again there was joy in the mountains, zeal for improvement and consolation, through their mutual faith. Anthony also rejoiced when he beheld the earnestness of the monks, and his sister grown old in virginity, and that she herself also was a leader of other virgins. 55. So after certain days he went in again to the mountain, and henceforth many resorted to him, and others who were suffering ventured to go in. To all the monks therefore who came to him, he continually gave his precept, Believe in the Lord and love him, keep yourselves from filthy thoughts and fleshly pleasures and as it is written in the proverbs be not deceived by the fulness of the belly pray continually avoid vainglory sing psalms before sleep and on awaking hold in your heart the commandments of scripture be mindful of the works of the saints that your souls being put in remembrance of the commandments may be brought into harmony with the zeal of the saints and especially he counseled them to meditate continually on the apostles' words, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And he considered this was spoken of all commandments in common, and that not on wrath alone, but not on any other sin of ours, ought the sun to go down. For it was good and needful that neither the sun should condemn us for an evil by day, nor the moon for a sin by night, or even for an evil thought that this state may one be preserved in us it is good to hear the apostle and keep his words for he says try your own selves and prove your own selves daily therefore let each one take from himself the tale of his actions both by day and night and if he have sinned let him cease from it while if he have not let him not be boastful but let him abide in that which is good without being negligent nor condemning his neighbours nor justifying himself until the lord come who searches out hidden things as says by the blessed apostle paul for often unawares we do things that we know not of but the lord sees all things wherefore committing the judgment to him let us have sympathy one with another let us bear each other's burdens but let us examine our own selves and hasten to fill up that in which we are lacking and as a safeguard against sin, let the following be observed. Let each one note and write down our actions and the impulses of our soul, as though we were going to relate them to each other, and be assured that if we should be utterly ashamed to have them known, we shall abstain from sin and harbor no base thoughts in our mind. For who wishes to be seen while sinning, or who will not rather lie after the commission of a sin, though the wish to escape notice? As then while we are looking at one another, we would not commit carnal sin. So if we record our thoughts as though about to tell them to one another, we shall the more easily keep ourselves free from vile thoughts, through shame lest they should be known. Wherefore let that which is written be to us in places of the eyes of our fellow hermits, that blushing as much to write, as if we had been taught, we may never think of what is unseemly. Thus fashioning ourselves, we should be able to keep the body in subjection, to please the Lord, and to trample on the devices of the enemy. 56. This was the advice he gave to those who came to him. And with those who suffered he sympathized and prayed. And oftentimes the Lord heard him on behalf of many. Yet he boasted not because he was heard, nor did he murmur if he were not. But always he gave the Lord thanks, and besought the sufferer to be patient. And to know that healing belonged neither to him nor to man at all, but only to the Lord, who does good when and to whom he will. The sufferers therefore used to receive the words of the old man as though they were a cure, learning not to be downhearted, but rather to be long suffering. And those who were healed were taught not to give thanks to Anthony, but to God alone. fifty seven. Wherefore a man, Fronto by name, who was an officer of the court, and had a terrible disease, for he used to bite his own tongue and was in danger of injury to his eyes, having come to the mountain, asked Antony to pray for him. But Antony said to him, Depart, and thou shalt be healed. But when he was violent and remained within some days, Antony waited and said, If thou stayest here, thou canst be healed. Go, and having come into Egypt, thou shalt see the sign brought in thee. And he believed and went, and as soon as he set eyes on Egypt, his suffering ceased, and the man became whole, according to the word of Anthony, which the Saviour had revealed to him in prayer. 58. There was also a maiden from Blusiris to Hippolytana, who had a terrible and very hideous disorder, for the runnings of her eyes, nose, and ears fell to the ground and immediately became worms. She was paralyzed also and squinted. Her parents, having heard of monks going to Anthony, and believing on the Lord who healed the woman with the issue of blood, asked to be allowed, together with their daughter, to journey with them. And when they suffered them, the parents, together with the girl, remained outside the mountain with Paphnutius, the confessor and monk. But the monks went in to Anthony, and when they only wished to tell about the damsel, he anticipated them, and detailed both the sufferings of the child and how she journeyed with them. Then when they asked that she should be admitted, Anthony did not allow it, but said go and if she be not dead you will find her healed for the accomplishment of this is not mine that she should come to me wretched man that i am but her healing is the work of the saviour who in every place shows his pity to them that call upon him wherefore the lord has inclined to her as she prayed and his loving kindness has declared to me that he will heal the child where she now is so the wonder took place and going out they found the parents rejoicing and the girl whole fifty nine but when two brethren were coming to him the water failed on the way and one died and the other was at the point of death for he had no strength to go on but lay upon the ground expecting to die but antony sitting in the mountain called two monks who chanced to be there and urged them saying take a pitcher of water and run on the road towards egypt for of two men who were coming one is already dead and the other will die unless you hasten for this has been revealed to me as i was praying the monks therefore went and found one lying dead whom they buried and the other they restored was water and led him to the old man for it was a day's journey but if any one asks why did he not speak before the other died the question ought not to be asked for the punishment of death was not anthony's but god's who also judged the one and revealed the condition of the other but the marvel here was only in the case of anthony that he sitting in the mountain had his heart watchful and had the lord to show him things afar off Sixty, and this is so for once again he was sitting on the mountain and looking up saw in the air someone being borne upward and there was much joy among those who met him then wondering and deeming a company of that kind to be blessed he prayed to learn what this might be and immediately a voice came to him this is the soul of amun the monk at nitria now amun had persevered in the discipline up to old age and the distance from nitria to the mountain where anthony was was thirteen days journey the companions of anthony therefore seeing the old man amazed asked to learn and heard that amun was just dead and he was well known for he had stayed there very often and many signs had been wrought by his means and this is one of them, once when he had need to cross the river called Lycus, now it was the season of the flood, he asked his comrade Theodorus to remain at a distance that they should not see one another naked as they swam the water. Then, when Theodorus was departed, he again felt ashamed even to see him naked, while therefore he was pondering, filled with shame, on a sudden he was borne over to the other side. Theodorus, therefore himself, being a good man, approached and seeing Ammon across first, without a drop of water falling from him, inquired how he had got over. And when he saw that Ammon was unwilling to tell him, he held him by the feet and declared that he would not let go before he had learned it from him. So Ammon, seeing the determination of Theodorus, especially from what he had said, and having asked him to tell no man before his death, told him that he had been carried and placed on the further side and that he had not even set foot on the water, nor was that possible for man, but for the Lord alone, and those whom he permits, as he did for the great apostle Peter. Theodorus, therefore, told this after the death of Ammon, and the monks to whom Anthony spoke concerning Ammon's death marked the day, and when the brethren came up from Nitria thirty days after, they inquired of them, and learned that Ammon had fallen asleep at that day, an hour, in which the old man had seen his soul borne upward. And both these and the others marveled at the purity of Anthony's soul, how he had immediately learned that which was taking place at a distance of thirteen days' journey, and had seen the soul as it was taken up. 61. And Archelaus too, the count, on a time having found him in the outer mountain, asked him merely to pray for Polycratia of Laodicea, an excellent and christian maiden for she suffered terribly in the stomach and side through overmuch discipline and was altogether weakly of body anthony prayed therefore and the count noted the day in which the prayer was made and having departed to laodicea he found the maiden whole and having inquired when and on what day she was relieved of her infirmity he produced a paper on which she had written the time of the prayer and having read it he immediately shewed the writing on the paper, and all wondered when they knew that the Lord had retrieved her of pain at the time when Anthony was praying, and invoking the goodness of the Saviour on her behalf. 62. And concerning those who came to him, he often foretold some days or sometimes, a month beforehand, what was the cause of their coming. For some came only for the sake of seeing him others through sickness, and others suffering from evil spirits, and all thought the labor of the journey neither trouble nor loss, for each one returned aware that he had received benefit. But though saying such things, and beholding such sights, he used to ask that no one should wonder at him for this, but should rather marvel at the Lord, for having granted to us men to know him as far as our powers extended. 63 afterwards on another occasion having descended to the outer cells he was asked to enter a vessel and pray with the monks and he alone perceived an exceedingly unpleasant smell but those on board said that the stench arose from the fish and salt meat in the ship he replied however the smell was different from that and while he was speaking a youth was an evil spirit who had come and hidden himself in the ship cried out but the demon being rebuked in the name of the lord jesus christ departed from him and the man became whole and all knew that the evil spell arose from the demon